The princess greeted them all as she nestled in her father's bosom, and the king did not set her down until she had told them all the story. But she had more to tell about Curdie than about herself, and what she did tell about herself none of them could understand, except the king and Curdie, who stood by the king's knee stroking the neck of the great white horse. And still, as she told what Curdie had done, Sir Walter and the others added to what she told, even Lootie joining in the praises of his courage and energy. Curdie held his peace, looking quietly up in the king's face, and his mother stood on the outskirts of the crowd, listening with delight, for her son's deeds were pleasant in her ears, until the princess caught sight of her. And there is his mother, King Papa, she said. See, there. She is such a nice mother, and has been so kind to me. They all parted asunder, as the king made a sign to her to come forward. She obeyed, and he gave her his hand, but could not speak. And now, King Papa, the princess went on, I must tell you another thing. One night ago, Curdie drove the goblins away, and brought Lutie and me safe from the mountain. And I promised him a kiss when we got home, but... Lutie wouldn't let me give it to him. I don't want you to scold Lutie, but I want you to tell her that a princess must do as she promises. Indeed, she must, my child, except it be wrong, said the king. There, give Curdie a kiss. And as he spoke, he held her towards him. The princess reached down, threw her arms around Curdie's neck, and kissed him on the mouth, saying, There, Curdie. "'There's the kiss I promised you.' "'Then they all went into the house, "'and the cook rushed to the kitchen "'and the servants to their work. "'Lootie dressed Irene in her shiningest clothes, "'and the king put off his armour "'and put on purple and gold. "'And a messenger was sent for Peter and all the miners, "'and there was a great and grand feast, "'which continued long after the princess was put to bed.' 